Welcome to Give Pause, Greater Vancouver's business podcast, unpacking the challenges and opportunities facing our region. I'm Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. We're doing a series of episodes dedicated to unpacking the root causes of the labor shortage in our region and calling on employment experts in various sectors to share their perspective on how we can address it. If you missed last week's episode with Boyden Canada Board Chair and Vancouver Office Managing Partner Brent Cameron, he offers some fantastic insights about our competitive advantage here in BC. Today, we're looking at the role that immigrant labor plays in our region, how it has been impacted by the pandemic, how we can better integrate newcomers into the workforce, and how we can make our region even more attractive to those entering Canada. Joining me to discuss all of this is Queenie Chu, CEO of Success and the Success Foundation, one of the largest social services organizations in BC, providing social services that help Canadians and newcomers achieve their full potential, including programs for immigrant women entrepreneurship and occupational specific language training. Queenie currently sits on the board for Invest Vancouver, and she formerly sat on the board of the Immigrant Employment Council of BC. Success also operates the Work BC Employment Program for local residents and newcomers. Queenie, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to meet up with you, Bridget. This is a very important topic today. So let's dive right in, Queenie. What role does new immigrant labor play in the broader employment landscape? Well, new immigrants play a major role to uh, mitigate labor shortage due to, for example, aging population, new skills needed, unfilled labor jobs, COVID absenteeism, etc. Whether new immigrants are skilled or non-skilled, they are the talent supplying the broad and ever-changing employment landscape. Definitely, uh, it's going to impact significantly, if not now but into the future of our labor market. You know, we certainly know um, that our region is facing an acute labor shortage. It is one of the biggest concerns on employers' minds in this year. So how many newcomers typically join our labor force? And like so many other issues, pandemic has seemed to impact it. So has the pandemic also impacted the number of immigrants coming into our workforce? Absolutely, Bridget. We have seen a lot of changing landscape during the last two years when immigration has, to a certain extent, halted, you know, because of the international flight travel restriction. So according to 2016 census data, immigrants were about to make up of 23, almost 24 percent of the Canadian workforce. And yet, immigrants are overrepresented in certain sectors, including uh, positions deemed of uh, essential workforce, such as uh, food manufacturing. 35% of workers were immigrants. In truck transportation industry, the total percentage of immigrants was 29, almost 20, uh, 30%. In nursing and residential care facility healthcare, it make up to about 30% as well. As you know, those uh, essential, so-called essential positions, they also, majority of them of low wages, instability, and they have certain risk and lack of benefits. 
Well, you certainly, some of those industries and sectors that you mentioned, Queenie, are some of the ones where we have seen the biggest labor shortage problems. Um, so how much of that do you think is due to the slowdown that we've seen in the number of people coming to our region over the pandemic? Uh, definitely. Uh, we've seen, as I mentioned at the very beginning, either that, that we have already existed uh, unfilled position or due to COVID absenteeism. As you know, many people just change their career or, or uh, have uh, child uh, care responsibility due to COVID. So we lost a lot of those labor force, primarily women. So we have seen a phenomenal uh, uh, now, you know, uh, with a lot of uh, jobs unfilled. We are still in the midst of the pandemic and, you know, surprised to be saying that two years in, but hoping that immigration is, uh, we'll start to see numbers coming back um, to what they were pre-pandemic levels. What is your, what are you anticipating? Will we still see a lot of immigrants going to these same kinds of industries and sectors that you mentioned, or given the labor shortage right across Canada, do you see that things are going to be changing and we'll be welcoming newcomers across a number of different sectors that maybe we haven't traditionally? Well, certainly the, this is a kind of a new normal as well. Uh, the top five occupations of people invited to uh, immigrate under our federal express entry programs are as follows, software engineers, designers, information system analysts, computer programmers, financial auditors and accountants, advertising, marketing, and public relations professionals. Now, those are the top five uh, jobs that we actually trying to recruit from outside Canada, which we have such a shortage locally. But as you have seen, not only those five, top five uh, professional professions, uh, we are short, but across the, the, the sectors, I just mentioned the hospitality, the food, the, the restaurant industry, uh, you know, uh, nursing, frontline, residential care facility, all across the, of the board, we are short of uh, staff. So I'm hoping we would be able to recruit people from different areas, different fields to actually fulfill the labor shortage across the board. It certainly is uh, one of the very important solutions to this problem. I want to talk about what it is like for newcomers coming to the greater Vancouver region. What is that integration process like? How are they being welcomed? Well, uh, certainly we hope we will continue to create this welcoming community. Uh, we certainly, part of the welcoming is, do we have affordable housing to newcomers? Do we have uh, the um, transportations available if uh, they are not living in Metro Vancouver so that they can actually take transportation, public transportation to work? Uh, you know, should, uh, should that their job no longer able to work from home. So I think those uh, creation, those uh, thinking behind the scene of creating a welcoming community needs to be in place. For example, you know, the, the recent racism and, you know, especially, you know, discrimination, anti-Asian racism is not going to help to create this welcoming community. So one need to think through how as 
uh, community be able to create all those, uh, you know, uh, opportunities for newcomers? How do we understand who are coming and also creating opportunity to get to know them? From the newcomer's perspective, how can we help them to integrate? That's totally, I think, is critical. The rise in the anti-Asian racism uh, over the pandemic was incredibly disturbing and upsetting for for the whole community and particularly for those in the Asian community. How are things uh, now? Are you seeing that that things are getting better because a light has been shone on this? Um, And what more can can we all do as members of the greater Vancouver community do to to address this uh, these issues? Well, I believe if is it is everybody's responsibility. It's not certain demographic or certain government. I think we all need to take part in this and be an active uh, constituents or resident in BC uh, within the context. I think we need to take the active role to call out when there is an incident happen. You know, the racial incident happened, we should call it out. We should ensure there's a clear legislation uh, that there's consequences for those people who are, um, you know, the, uh, the offenders. Um, and also I, I really would like to see a lot of programs to support the victims of those incidents so that we continue to call it up for them and and so that it doesn't happen and it would not exist in our community. I think it only requires our persistency and resiliency about this uh, against the racism that is going to really able to mitigate those uh, risks Mm -hmm. in our community. To be allies um, and to stand up when we see something that is wrong. Absolutely. And we need to call out for that and making sure, you know, those incidents, whether how minor, you know, a racial slur or even into violence and physical and mental impact onto people, that needs to be stopped. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's much more that we can all do, I think, to ensure the, the, the safety of everybody in our community. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the programs that Success offers in helping newcomers integrate. You have been part of that world for so long, Queenie. So what have been some of the um, really effective programs that have helped newcomers feel more welcome in our community? Well, uh, being an immigrant myself, uh, you know, for over 40 years ago, employment is key. Um, uh, to re- not only recruit, but retain uh, talents in our community to come to BC or Canada as a whole. So some of the programs that, that success provide certainly uh, looking at, you know, more holistic way of looking at things. For example, you know, you mentioned about the Work BC program for employment. We partner with uh, the provincial government to ensure people are uh, 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 assisted in the job seeking opportunity, knowing the labor market uh, situation so that we can help to navigate into the situation where they would be able to find the right job in at the right time and also helping the employers to seek the right employees uh, for their uh, companies. So the other piece uh, I felt that is so important I want to talk about is the Foreign Credential Recognition mm-hmm. Loan Program. Uh, 
And this certainly helping those people who, whether they are in the professions as an accountant, lawyers, healthcare uh, providers, doctors, uh, certainly before they come to Canada, before they land in BC, we're hoping to connect them, to help them with a loan so that they will be able to put, not only putting foot on the table, but also be able to assist them going through the uh, credentialing process, whether to sit for the exam and to become a lawyer or a doctor. That I think is so important to get them into the workforce they actually been attributing in their own country of origin. And there's policy work to be done on this too, Queenie. Um, You know, there are countless stories of individuals who are highly trained in the country of their birth, and they come to our region and they are waiting a very, very long time to get the kind of recognition of their credentials here. What more could be done on the policy side um, to, to be able to address those issues? Uh, while we ensure the safety and professionalism standard of that pro- that uh, uh, particular profession, I think we needed to expedite the process of credentialing. Uh, it doesn't take six months uh, for a registered nurse. Since we're so short of healthcare providers uh, in Canada, it doesn't need six months to, in order to, crunch, to credential certain RN who's already uh, actively practicing in their own country of origin, I think we needed to look at what are the standards out there? What is the policy out there in order to facilitate the credentialing while keeping the public safe and also the professional standards uh, are there for Canadians? I really truly believe this is the important first step to ensure we entice and recruit the uh, top talents and the profession we need, especially healthcare in our country. Well, I've said many, many times in the past two years that every crisis offers an opportunity. And so that would be the call to action is to look at this as an opportunity to solve our labor shortage uh, issues and to be able to rethink um, whether some of those guidelines make sense right now. And as you say, with the health and safety, of course, and professionalism, that matters so much. But on the employer side, what more can employers do to integrate these newcomers um, into their own workforces and to ensure that that is that people are feeling welcomed and they are being part of the culture. I was going to say office culture, but you know, we're working remotely these days. So um, as part of the office culture as we all are right now. So uh, I, I, I'm delighted to actually share with you one program that we're also very passionate about is actually providing occupational specific language training uh, for newcomers so that when they actually go into the workforce, whether remote or in person, they're able to be better integrating into the environment of the, uh, the workplace. So from an employer's perspective, in fact, they will be more more delighted to see, you know, an immigrant, whether they are local residents of BC or immigrant, they continue to succeed. And I think this is ultimately a win-win situation by both employer and employees in the workforce and and really giving that opportunity to newcomers as well uh, with the support that they need uh, from agency like us and, and be able to quickly and more efficiently integrating them to the workplace. 
Well, and this is the week of the Lunar New Year. So uh, there's also the cultural integration for newcomers as well to make sure that they feel welcomed in their workplace and that the important milestones and days of celebration are marked for, for all of them as well. So it's, it's smaller things like that as well. Exactly. I think uh, being respectful and um, appreciation uh, for one another's culture and celebration festivities are so much essential. Uh, Even if it is a small gesture, I think it's a wonderful way to be able to, uh, you know, bring the diverse community to the workplace. Well, Queenie, Gang Hei Fat Choi. And thank you so much for all of the work that you've done for so many years at Success. And I really appreciate you taking time to speak with us today. Thank you, Bridget.